Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra episode 24. Today's going to be a very, very special episode because we're going to be doing phone-ins. We're going to get people phoning in. At the moment, there's only one person in the waiting room, uh, which is very sad to see for me and Panda. But let's see how many people do dial in in the end. But first of all, Panda, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Um, but, ah, what a week. What a week. It's I'm a very still... strange week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a week on now, isn't it, from the, um, the announcement? And mm. I think the community, it's fair to say, is still reeling from it. Um, and the aftermath of that, it's, it's not simmered down. I'm still frustrated. And I'm looking forward to seeing if we do get a few calls today, you know, how people are feeling and um, to, to hear any thoughts from them. We've got three people now waiting. Um, but, uh, you know, have you reflected on what we discussed last week? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Any, any, any comments, any, anything nice said to you? I think yeah. a lot of people were inspired by your passionate rant. Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. Um, and one I was going to ask you as well. F- for me, I don't want people to mistake frustration with long-term belief. They're two separate emotions. Has my belief in the product been knocked by 1%? Absolutely not. Do I love the product? Yes. Um, you know, am I planning to be on here for 5, 10, 15 years? Absolutely, because it's enhanced my life. I know more about European football than I ever did before. It's a way of life for me. And, you know, even transfers, which is my speciality, you know, no place can I, can I kind of place bets to that degree um, outside of FI. So, yeah, that's, that's on one hand. On the other side, I'm kind of hurt and upset and frustrated with how things were handled last week. Um, difficult to know where to start. If we leave the tech and the comms, or let's leave the tech to one side, because I do believe that NASDAQ are going to open up the, the kind of channels to enhance volume of bets placed and site traffic. And I think all of those problems go away. But for me, the comms piece is a, is a big problem and it needs to be addressed. I think a mistake was made last week. If we look at red briefcases, um, we look mm. at social media guys pumping up the announcement. I've, yeah. got to, I've got to question, Fig, and I'll ask you before I continue my rant. Do you think there was an awareness in terms of how this announcement was going to go down? Because I could have told them it was going to go down like a ton of bricks. Mm. And do you think at FIHQ, the powers that be at the very top, do you think they were aware of the damage that the announcement was going to do? Um, I... It's very hard because I'd love to say that they were very aware that this was quite a frugal increase. Sure. But then how, how can I confidently say that when one of the main bits of the announcements was to do with goalkeepers that maybe 0.2% of the, the platform yeah. owns? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't yeah, I constantly sit here and say to you, Panda, they knew exactly what they were doing in that regard. It's, it's very hard because... I think we discussed last week and discussed on the podcast that just that's, that went out with Headhunter last Sunday who actually wanted goalkeepers. There was no murmur of goalkeepers in 2020 at all. way down the list. Way down the list. So, uh, you know, again, love it from a product evolution standpoint. Yeah, which we team said. Team of the month from a product evolution standpoint. Team of the month, I think the timing's okay. Goalkeepers, yep. the timing, I have to, I have to question, is, is crazy almost. Uh, if, if, they, if they wanted money to move into those two areas and they're struggling for cash flow, which they're not, by the way, in my opinion, but let's just hypothetically say they wanted money to move into those areas, they could have announced, okay, from the 1st of January next year, we're bringing in goalkeepers as an asset class and we're doing team of the month. 
Why did it need to be now? I put out a tweet last Saturday around IPD being introduced. So when IPD was introduced late in 2018, the relative value of strikers increased dramatically because obviously there was a penny put onto goals and I think assists back then. The difference between then and now is that back then we had a liquid market. So people had a choice whether they could sell off some of their current holds and move into those cheap strikers. Now it feels like a touch insulting and a bit of, kick, a, bit of a kick in the teeth to those that have been trapped in positions now mm. for quite a few months and that don't have an opportunity to go out and buy goalkeepers. And I think people on the timeline that are bragging about goalkeepers um, and the profit they're making, honestly, like, that's great for you. But we're, we're missing the point as far as I can mm. see. I sympathise with a lot of traders at the lower end that have been stuck in positions. I've said some of them are bad bets, some of them are overpriced. Absolutely, I still stand by that. But I sympathise with those that have been in fairly illiquid positions. And I really felt that there was an opportunity last Thursday for them to, if they didn't want to address the lower end of the market and introduce a win mechanic down there, for them to build up the core pillars of this product, which is mm. MV and PB, and give everyone an uplift in value, and then people can move their, um, their positions around. To introduce another valuable area, i.e. goalkeepers, when liquidity is already fairly thin. Yeah. Yeah, it stinks of naivety to me. And I feel bad for the community because this is the thing. I talk from a position of passion and love for this product. And look, I'm not talking about myself making a few extra quid. I, I, I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about this being a household brand and name. Yeah, forward. because, you know, at the end of the day, Panda, you as a professional gambler, if this product goes well, you're going to make money whether or not X player or Y player goes up. So, so, so I, I, you know, a lot of people have been like, you know, oh, well, obviously you're unhappy. You didn't hold goalkeepers, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> actually, you know, like, I just think it's detrimental for the platform. Like, I think I've, I've right. been saying to a few people that I'm, um, I've been conversing with, you know, I, I above all, um, above many, many other traders, many people stand to gain a lot from Football Index doing well. So of, of course, course it's in my vested interest for this product to be the best it can be. I'm not worried about my portfolio going up or down 3% uh. in, the, in, the, in the short to midterm, but I, I am worried about whether or not um, this thing can fulfill its long-term potential. Where I, think, I think it is going to be the best challenger brand to gambling since Betfair Exchange. I think it's going to be a Absolutely. multi-billion pound um, alternative trading platform alternative Absolutely asset trading what do you want to call it but there are screws that need to be tightened there are holes that need to be taped over and then sewn together and then rejigged and replaced there are things that need to be tightened up whether it's the comms the, the tech um the expectation setting the mm. you know functionalities within the app the product a few things that you know that really need to be and, and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what right if football index bring in, sell orders, with the current sentiment of the product, chaos is going to rain loose. Chaos. This is, the, this is exactly the point. People have been scaremongering around sell orders for quite some time. Yeah. The key difference between now and then, and why I never saw that as an issue before, is that I expected it to be a stable platform or ascending platform, yes. i.e. the market to be buoyant. And when you introduce sell orders into a stable or buoyant market, you've got no problem. You well, introduce well, at, it into a depressed market, you're in trouble. Well, look at the liquidity when uh, the matching engines first came in. Buoyant market. Well, it, this is the point. Look, I think, 2% uh, spreads. 
And I'm, I'm sure we'd yeah. see if there was a, a relatively even, not even a generous increase, a 40 to 50% increase in those core dividends, yep. we yep. would have seen a market flying at the moment. Absolutely, um, we would. They were, and that would have taken expen- us through to yeah. sell orders. Of course it would. It's the most expensive 25 or 30% error, I think, from them. because It's now, the most expensive they, conservative thing they've ever done in their lives. Yes, because I think if you spend that money now, you've got to re- you start from a net negative position. Mm. So you need to repair some of the damage, restore trust, and then you kick on again. Mm. I, I understand that, you know, ME phase one, buy orders um, in their own right, in isolation, weren't ideal for the product. I get that. But that didn't stop money absolutely flying in the week before the announcement and on the 4th of July. Look back when instant sale was turned off through COVID. Mm. Money flew into the platform. It isn't just as simple as saying it's one problem. I think this is a trust slash comms piece. See, yeah. even, if, even if they didn't say figure, let's say they didn't, couldn't afford the dividend increase and didn't want to make a big fuss about it. They could have just said, look, we're going to review it in six months' time once we get through winter, once we understand if a second wave um, of COVID is going to hit we'll review the economic climate in these unprecedented mm. times next Feb, next And we're going to do two, two reviews this year. Yeah, and why, are never tying, why are you tying yourself into an annual review? For them to think that this dividend structure is going to get us through a media revamp, um, a lot of IPOs entering the product, which mm. obviously dilutes holds, and uh, sell orders. Yeah. I'm struggling with that. And, and NASDAQ integration. <laughs> and, NASDAQ. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling to believe this is going to get us through to next July. And I, I think I, it's disingenuous that they even float it out there like this is it for a year. Yeah. And I think Panda, me and you have been speaking for the last, you know, three months or so, four months mm. about uh, football clubs, right? And how we, they should have as much financial flexibility as possible um, mm. throughout this COVID period. And for FI to then lock themselves in, and again, I'm not comparing them to football clubs, but to FI to lock themselves in for a year. You don't need to. It's quite strange. For this I mean, if you, if certain you, if year. You do, if you do need to lock yourself in for a year, perhaps explain why. But I see yeah. no reason but, why they do need to lock themselves in. Because this is, as you say, it's unprecedented times fix. So mm. why not do two dividend reviews this year and assess how the winter goes? Yeah. Right. Anyway, before we get into some of these calls, because there are about seven or eight people waiting right. patiently, uh, I need to plug the Patreon. So if you guys haven't checked out the Patreon, loads of new people joining, uh, even with this current state of affairs. Thank you very much for joining at this tr- troubling time. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash FI guy. Joel from Index Edge did it. Did an absolutely amazing webinar I bet, the, I other, bet the other night. It was it was stunning. He was like, "Oh, yeah. I don't know about this." I was like, "I'm sure it'll be good." And it blew everyone out the park. Blew mine and yours out the park by a mile. I'm not surprised because uh, he's a super guy. <laughs> he's a smart man. Um, and also head over to the Athletic. So the Athletic.co.uk forward slash fig. If you guys want fifty percent off uh, the Athletic uh, uh, subscription, um, it's two pound forty nine a month. Uh, I bought some hay fever tablets and nose sprays for eighteen pounds the other day. I felt sick physically sick so that is that is what that's more than six months worth of the athletic i'm absolutely horrified anyway let's let's get our first caller on the line okay and i expect this to be very hit on me so don't be afraid to be quick on that trigger finger hello 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 who have we got on the line it's soccer index here oh (laughs) soccer what 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 an opening caller people probably think that's by design don't they but yeah yeah Because all I can see on screen is just random numbers, and then we've got a couple people that have named themselves very, very okay. kindly of themselves. So, uh, what, what a surprise! Soccer, what have you got for us today? Yeah, right. Um, I'll get straight into it. So, typically, football index's most important uh, marketing campaigns are in January and August. Um, 
Do you think they realise the importance of market sentiment in the success of these? I mean, it's a great question. It's a great, great question. And I, I mean, I, I worry, I think we've just been speaking with Panda here, Soccer, about uh, market sentiment needing to be strong when, uh, when they introduce sell orders. And, um, you know, the marketing piece is really important as well. They need to see a buoyant market uh, when they did the try January, uh, you know, promotion last, last year, it worked really well. The market was doing really well and then more people joined and it perpetuated itself. I mean, Panda, is that another concern? This massive marketing budget being wasted? Yeah, I think it's spot on what what soccer index has said there, because if you look at social media, they've turned the comments off to some of the tweets now and um, social media is fairly toxic. Um, I think, Market sentiment is an intangible, but it has a, a, a big tangible effect on the market. And if you've got new users who are the lifeblood of this product, depositing £50, £70, they have a quick flick on social media. They have a look, um, you know, they put their money in, their money, they can't trade. It's moving down. Everyone's been negative about it. They're not going to stay on the platform. They're not going to be tempted to deposit more. So they're absolutely running the risk. It doesn't matter how great the marketing campaign is. I don't think it can overcome fully um, negative social media presence, which will kill it, and also a kind of fairly poor market conditions where you're not got full liquidity. So I agree with you, and I think they need to really think carefully over the next week. Don't rush the decision, but I think they, yeah, I agree with soccer. Hmm. Well, uh, soccer, thanks so much for for dialing in. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Such a such a great point raised, and I don't think that's been raised by many people. You know, the uh, the marketing side of things is going to be really important for FI over the next few months, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well, Figaro. Right? If the product was fully sophisticated, Nasdaq was in, it was all smooth. Then you can um, then you can maybe play around with these curveballs. You know, if you've got a liquid market, introduce them. But the timing. Oh, it's woeful. Anyway. Thank you very much for dialing in, Soccer. Cheers, guys. Look forward to listening to it. Bye-bye. All right. Who have we got next? All right. Admitting. Hello, you are. Hey, who have we got on the line? Um, Joel. Joel. How's it going, mate? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. What about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad, mate. What's on your mind Joel, today? what's your point? <laughs> Um, well, I, I think this might be quite a bit of a different opinion to a lot of people, probably, mm. I'd say, mm. is that I think, well, the problems with what's going on right now, I'd say, are a lot of them are self-inflicted, I'd say, mm. by the index itself. Mm. I mean, the sort of projection that they want to have with regards to sort of the, the people they're trying to target I feel like Adam Cole's not really, he's not really, he's not really acting very professionally in the sense of like, he wants to attract these institutional investors or whatnot. Mm. However, he's like, he's tweeting like someone who sort of is running like, I don't really know, like, do you know what I mean? It's not very professional sort Mm. of, if if you want to sort of set a precedent of how, how to like I feel like he should have a um a mailing list or something like that with the traders rather than just like um it feels like it feels like very like childish sort of I don't know and no, like I, it, it massively 
it massively increases expectations when you've got him doing that sort of thing. And I'd probably say it's sort of time for him to step back from Twitter because mm. it definitely causes more harm than it does good. Mm. Joe, I think, I think you made a good point there, Joe. And I, two things. I think number one, the higher point that I think you're, you're making there is around communication. And that is from everybody at Football Index, from social media guys who accidentally tweet right up all the way through to the CEO. Um, I think Adam Cole... Q&A was kind of the start of quite a disastrous month, in my opinion. And uh, I wonder, moving forward, Fig, if there needs to be now set Q&As. You send in your questions in advance, the guys have a chance to look at it, and then they can obviously publish the answers and, mm. and mail it out. It, that's the wider point, isn't it, Fig? That there yeah. does need to be a level of professionalism now. We've gone from zero to 100 million market cap. We've cruised through that. Mm. Now we're going from 100 to, say, 500, which, again, it should be comfortable. You, you agree with Joe? It needs to be now. I, I think that... Um, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say, I think that, uh, you know, from a comms standpoint, Chris Harris, who's a comms professional who's been on the podcast, we speak really often. I think he messages me every time they have a piece of comms. He kind of ranks it out of 10 and tells me what was wrong, what was good for it there, which really gives me some great insight. But he was saying that don't do Q&As if you've got nothing to offer. If you've got nothing to show the community, nothing to give us, then why would you do a Q&A? Like, it makes no sense to me for, for Adam to come out, do a Q&A, and people ask the hard-hitting questions. They ask, is PB going to stay the same in the next year? Is it going to change? How is MB going to change? And when is it going to change? Are we going to see pooled liquidity? Uh, when are we going to yeah. see NASDAQ, et cetera, et cetera? And if you can't give any answers to any of those, then what is the point in doing a Q&A? I have to question that. I think, I think the problem is that he has a Q&A, and you have more questions after a Q&A than you do before the Q&A, which is like, yeah. it's really I, not good. I, th- I think that's fair, Joe. I think any, t- and even with the dividend increase last week, it's led me to spend a week trying to work out what the purpose of it was. It, you're right. It just leads to uncertainty and markets don't like uncertainty. I don't as a trader. Um, yeah, I think, I think you made a decent point. I there. mean... I know this. I know this is actually quite strange, but he actually provided quite a lot of certainty, it, even though it's sort of. For example, I mean, he he confirmed that they'll be keeping the same PB matrix, um, and like we've we're going ahead with the media buzz review, which he said would happen. So he's confirming that. But the issue is, is the sort of the hyping up and the. Mm. And the expectations that that creates. And I think the problem with Football Index is it's made a lot of people a lot of money who generally, I mean, they're not traders. They Mm. just Mm. bought shares in football players Mm. 12 months ago. They've now got 100% uh, uh, profit or whatnot. Mm. And now, now it's like, going to become a bit of like dog eat dog sort of thing and with with matching engine because football index they aren't going to buy your bad bets back off you for five or ten percent less you might take a 40 percent loss and i don't think a lot of people really sort of i mean first of all i think on the index generally there was a lot of overpriced players that really they should never have been that price anyway Mm. And we're finding that out sort of now in the world of matching engine because it's what someone wants to pay for your shares rather than what FI will. I mean, I understand why FI have have got rid of the uh, the like cash out option because mm. because they couldn't have that liability, especially the bigger the market got. 
it was just it was unsustainable because if something like coronavirus happened again you've then just got fi can't afford to buy like a hundred thousand or a million shares of yeah of sancho or someone like that it's just not it's just unsustainable for a company and i feel like because of that now you've got players that are valued at say one pound two pound three pound and they possibly will never return a, a dividend in their career so they wouldn't. Ne- Joel, that's, that's the gambling 100- platform, though. I mean, I don't know, Joel, if you listened to FILL on a podcast two weeks ago with uh, Fig. He uses yeah. a calculation, like a valuation model, and similar to what I do. And in that, you, you, I've based my valuation methodology on the platform increasing dividends by 15% per annum over the next at least five years, you know? So it's difficult to say players are definitively overpriced. Um, I get what you mean. Though. I don't Some think. I don't get... think. I don't think all of them are overpriced. I think there's underpriced, mm-hmm. there's undervalued players, there's, and there's overpriced players. Don't get me wrong, but I think, um, for example, uh, I don't know. Ha- for example, ha- uh, Hakan Chanaloglu, or however you say his name, who mm-hmm. won eighteen, he won eighteen p in dividends literally the other day. Someone like that, I, I don't think, is overpriced. But then you look at players four times that price who probably are unlikely to do something like that. Mm. I just feel like because there's been a lot of pumping money into the index through mm. deposit bonuses and, and when, when you can take that risk on a player because you're only going to lose 10% in the past, that was, that was generally the scenario. You can always cash out, but you generally could cash out. So yeah. he was only really risking 10%. That's what a lot of people liked about it. You could put mm. £10,000 in, but he was only really risking nine thousand. Sorry, he was only really risking a thousand pounds because you could cash out at any point. Yeah, but, of course, now, but, but as you that, said, Joel, that that is unsustainable. Like that, that was never going to yeah. be the long term option for FI to have instant sell there forever because um, you can't have as a business that's growing a variable cost that that can be X um, one month and be like X times seven the next month. It just it doesn't work, you know. From a from a business standpoint, yeah. you have to have smooth income but you also have to have smooth outgoing so i think something but like you know gone, the, gone the thing is that they're making a lot of money on instant sell let's not beat around the bush i mean the players in the, lower, the players that lower end of the market take a shalov for example the russian striker <laughs> and he he's linked to crystal palace last summer flies up 20 30p people panic sell him back to football index um, and then he rises again because people are think, going to think he's moving in the january window you know it's a shame that those flutters and that area of trading the short-term trading has hmm. been hit because i think football index made quite a bit of money on that instant sell but i agree with the overall concept that obviously moving forward order books were always going to come and i don't think that it by itself that's the problem i think it's the reward i think it's a trust issue and i think it's comms anyway yeah right joel thanks so call, much joel. for for d- d- no worry. In, mate have a great See evening bye bye you too Really good call. Right. Really good call. Fair play, Joel. Next up, uh, whoever's number this is. Hello. 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 Who have we got on the line? PMK. <laughs> PMK. Yeah, how you doing? He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a man of the Discord, isn't he? PMK. Apparently how you've, are you, you've PMK? Seen him around. How are you doing, mate? We've crossed words. I'm good, mate. How's the, uh, how's the calling going? I thought you just said you've you've crossed swords. <laughs> no, 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 no. PMK and I have crossed some. We've had some discussions, haven't we, on the on the Patreon? So, um, 
Tell me, what, what, what have you called in? What's the point? What have you got to say? Couple <laughs> of questions. Um, first one, I just wanted to ask uh, Fig about this VAT scam on the Patreon because it sounds quite lucrative. What, VAT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been charging people VAT on the Patreon when they don't need to be charged VAT. Have um, you really? I yeah, know I've this. been making an extra 20% basically on every single Patreon. For the so last. where's that? Yeah. <laughs> real so where's that gone then? Um, it was it was going that? towards the dividend increase, but uh, oh, okay. I, I think, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I'm fucked off to be honest with Patreon. They uh, they're not very kind to European creators. So it's great if you're American and you're big and you've got loads and loads of followers and you've got hundreds or thousands of Patreons and they're used to paying VAT. But I've got fucking Headhunter, PMK, TW, Tom Fennel getting on my getting on my ass about paying twenty percent extra, and I'm like, look. I'm not, I'm not I could change it. I could change it. I could. I would. But I can't. So I'm sorry. Um, I've got, that's I've got first thing first out of the way. Go on. A real yeah, question. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, right. So, do you reckon the player values have gone up or down following the dividend increase? Because intrinsic values obviously gone up, but were future dividend increases priced in? And the second one is what's it done for your future confidence in the product? Like, do you reckon future dividend increases are a lot lower now, and does that affect mm. your your projections? Great question. Number one, well, Fig, do you want to go or shall I? Uh, I mean, number one, I just want to reiterate what Panda said. Don't don't take our frustration for lack of belief and passion for the product. That is something that we that I have certainly. Panda still has it, I'm sure. Of as I you do. can you can you can hear from his voice his passion. Um, what I will say is that. Uh, yeah, yeah. you can't not question what further dividend increases look like. I think probably 80% of traders say, okay, this is due to COVID, that they can't, they can't push the boat out as far as they can. Um, even though, as we've discussed, Panda, they, take, they took so much money in. Um, on your point of kind of prices being worth more or less, I mean, if we look at the dividend structure as it was before the increase, in, in quotation marks, increase, <laughs> um, <laughs> We had 20, 25 pound players, uh, you know, and, you know, you could attribute to that uh, a share split or whatever, but we did have that level of player um, and it'll bite. It took less money to take them up um, and it'll bite. There was probably less money in them, but the price of the player was that based on those dividend payouts. So I, I still think the yields are good. Don't get me wrong. It's just um, there's less room to grow into now. You know, we've, we've got uh, a certain amount of money that can go into this platform before yields get to the point overall where they're like, hmm, okay, not sure if this is worth it or not. If that makes sense, Panda. Uh, yeah, I, um, so I've based models on a 15% increase. Uh, if you look back, if you zoom out and look at this year, we had a dividend review last October. We've had one this July, 57% last October. And I don't know what you'd even call this, to be honest, 20 to 30%, but it depends, doesn't it? If you want very to hard. <laughs> it's very hard to put a number on it. Um, I think I'm not willing to scale back my future projections quite yet because I have to take a little bit into account, like the, the coronavirus, Adam Cole's tweet, referring to risk register. Obviously, now there's an established board of directors. Um, I question, you know, how much input was there, how much block in terms of being aggressive was there. Look, I can sit here and think that they've made a mistake and they, they haven't helped themselves, but obviously we don't know their finances. Um, has my confidence decreased at all in the product? I mean, absolutely not. I mean, the concept is so genius. There's, there's, I've got no issue with it, but um, I'm unhappy as I sit here today. <laughs> the reasons do you, I've said. Do you, reckon, do you reckon we might be projecting our 
sort of hope that this is COVID related and the next div increase could be similarly sort of underwhelming because when well, you look I, at like, how else rate, can they get to a one billion pound market cap though than pmk yeah i mean that's that's, that's <laughs> the question but i mean like, the, the only thing that makes me feel better is the thinking that if they're saving money and putting it into marketing that the new money comes in to take but, it to the market cap but the it won't be generous it can't pmk though can it because if new if they're spending all this money on marketing now who's going to come in into a falling market with negative toxicity on social media and large spreads yeah, 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 absolutely. But I mean, the, well, it's the other issue of that they keep having to react to the negative bits with a reaction. Like, there's no yeah. such thing as a steady period. We don't know what that looks like, and that that's going to have to change. It, yeah, but it, the steady period shouldn't be here because look, it should be steady in terms of game rules. But even that, I don't really buy because I'm happy for them to introduce new concepts. There's going to be. I've always understood there's going to be growing pains. Because it's a, it's a groundbreaking product and there's nothing out there like it. So in a way, they're flying in the dark. And I get that we're going to have teething issues. But what's frustrating me about last week is that it was so unavoidable. The money flying into the index the week before the announcement was like nothing I've seen before. It was an open it was, goal. It was an open goal for them to give us a 50% increase or what have you. Team then, of the month. Team of the month. And the money flies in. The top end moves up. The middle end follows it. And the then you have then you have a market maker that can spread some of those uh, spreads yeah. together, yeah. and yeah. you may, you maybe have two or three of them trickle in, and then that pushes you through to sell orders, Nasdaq, the IPOs, and then you can maybe look at mm. it again in January to, to August time. But you know yeah. um, that that is that is the situation that we're in now. Uh, here we are. I think Paul made a great point that if they'd done team of the month separately and keep it separately, absolutely like it. Mm. Absolutely right. Mm. The Even, way they did it. Even PMK, yeah. if they said team of the month and goalkeepers are coming from January the 1st, 2021, if that's how they wanted to get some money into those areas, um, to give us 15 minutes to react to a fairly complicated <sighs> announcement, analyse goalkeepers, and for people who can't get out of positions to watch them all flying, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Mm. And I have huge sympathy for the community. Mm. So. But yeah, good, good call. Thank you so much for, for joining cool. us, PMK. Cheers, guys. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Right, who have we got next? Do, 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 do. Hello. Oh, wow. A How video. you doing? A video. How in. you doing, Fig? Hello. Are you, are you on a run? He's a fat, yeah. run, fat boy run. Look at this. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Well, oh, what's little, going on secret, little secret, boys. Um, I went out for my sister's birthday dinner and I had a bit too much to eat. So I've told the missus I've gone for a run, but it's been more of a light walk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just trying to burn the calories. Oh, man. you're looking quite slender. You've got a nice yeah. stubble there. Run, fat oh, boy, run. Stop can, it. can I <laughs> can I ask you a question? Can can you hear us? And when you're in the waiting room, can you hear us just talking to other guests? Uh, no, 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 can't hear anything. Oh, he was sure. just on. He was on hold this whole time, sure pretending, oh, bless, pretending bless to run, pretending to run. <laughs> pretending this whole time. to run. So tell us, tell us, tell us your story. I mean, uh, yeah, you've what? only joined Fi recently, haven't you? Or Fi Twitter recently? Yeah, so I started in uh, lockdown, just at the start of lockdown. Um, I was meant to go on a trip to Asia, um, but I decided, um, obviously, I couldn't do that. So I thought I'd put my money into Football Index just to see it sort of gradually grow mm. rather than having it in my bank account, which mm. wasn't making any money whatsoever. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's been fun. I'll, I love the community on Twitter and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I've just started going out and running a lot more. It's thanks to you guys. I've just been listening to your index, um, your podcast, 
and it's just uh, just helps me run and stuff. So yeah, thanks very much. Is that all you're running to say? Is that all you're oh, running no, to no, say, mate? No, I've got a couple of questions. Oh, okay. okay. I was going <laughs> to say, so kind. No, thank you for the kind words. Let's hear your no questions. <laughs> okay, so I've got a bit of a miscellaneous question, right? Mm. So you're on a desert island, and you're allowed to bring one World Cup football. And what is that World Cup football going to be? Bloody hell. Uh, I'm going to... One World Cup football? The football. I've got to go for the... Um, I've got to go for the South Africa one because it just flew everywhere. So I just practiced my knuckleballs on the beach. Love that. Yeah, and for once, I'm absolutely stumped for words. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'll take Wilson, the volleyball, from Carlsdale with Tom <laughs> oh. you know, That's the only ball I can think of. I'll paint a face on it. I'll go swimming with it. I'll be buoyant with it. <laughs> so I'll go for Wilson, the volleyball. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks, guys. Um, so in terms of football index, obviously we've seen yeah. um, today that the five substitution um, mm. new rule is to come in next season and obviously it's going to vary between uh, countries and different leagues but how much do you think that might hurt a player's PV score? Good question I've seen some data on this FBI traders put some some, base, some basic data out there so number one I think before it gets approved in the Premier League 14 clubs out of the 20 need to approve it so it mm. may not apply to the Premier League so that's point number one um, yeah. secondly I don't know if we're going to see the same level of substitutions next season uh, compared to this season. Mm. We had a long, long break, so fitness and conditioning wasn't at its peak. We've also got a lot of meaningless games. So you've had a lot of scores that have been 2, 3, 4 nil. So therefore, they've been able to have the luxury of lots of substitutions. I think when you start a fresh new season and it's competitive, you're not going to see that same level of sub. But if we do see the same level of substitution, then yes, it's going to impact players. Can I tell you a percentage? No, but I think it's going to move some value towards goalkeepers, centre-backs and potentially central <laughs> midfielders who get substituted less. Can go around Twitter at the moment, Williams comes on to the index. Is that going to affect Trent in uh, um, a disadvantaged way? Because obviously you need uh, to complete the full 90 minutes to get the clean sheet. Yeah. No, uh, what's your thoughts Is that on that? Neko Williams? He, he Neko Williams. absolutely terrible against Brighton. Yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> it was the young lad from, uh, who used to be at Chelsea? The right I back? Thought, was it? He's, the, he's Welsh, no. isn't he? No, no, no. The, the guy from Chelsea who absolutely oh. just destroyed him all night long. No. Uh, the guy went to Brighton. Oh, Lam- Lamptey. Lamptey. Oh, Lamptey. Yeah. oh he, absolutely, he had him on toast. He looked yeah, really he did. Poor. I, I think yeah. that's a Twitter community myth that Trent, Trent's going to play in midfield. Yeah. He dominates the game from right back. Um, they've, won, they've been to two back-to-back Champions League finals, 1-1. They've won the league. They're a dominant football club. If you put Trent in midfield, then all of a sudden you've got players closing him down from all different angles. He doesn't get to kind of look forward onto the football pitch. Mm. If he's going to be pushed out of right back, it's going to be years away. He's one of the more valuable players on the index, in my opinion, especially the team of the month. So I think there's nothing to worry about there. And why, I mean, why would you put him in a certain mid when you've got a right back that can ping like 60 yard balls? Well, you, you wouldn't. The, yeah, the, only way just... could, the only way I could see it is maybe if teams absolutely come up with a strategy, to, which I don't think you can, to obviously close Trent down and disrupt the whole game. Um, and maybe, the, but even then, you're not, this is one, this is probably the best right back in the world, Fig, right? You're not going to move positions with him absolutely um, so, no absolutely no doubt best right back no. in the world i think best no, I, best right back in premier league history for me yep and when it's all said and done he'll be the best right back in all, of all time easily yeah thank you very you much ch- for the call run fat boy run. nice one Have now, a good go, one, boys. now get running for real get running get running <laughs>
Let's go. See you later, mate. He's actually started running. Fair play to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think this is our last one, maybe. What? Only one person left in the waiting? I think we've got one. Yeah, people have lost patience, Panda. Hello? 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 Oh, hello. Who have we got? Oh, we got. Uh, who is it? It's Buzzing Paul. Oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Big Panda, how's it going? Very You're well, right, mate. mate. How are you yeah, doing? Trouble, trouble's in store. You gave, you gave me so much trouble, didn't you? That quiz night. I remember your little snide comments all night. But uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> for having you? me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, not too bad. It's it's definitely been a week. Uh, it's been a, yeah, it's been. A, I don't know. You probably haven't heard us. Uh, I had a bit of a rant yeah. and a moan, and um, fairly dejected with everything. I said to I said I'm not going to repeat it, but I said earlier, uh, buzzing. Um, People need to don't mistake my frustration with long-term belief about where this product is going and my love for it. But you know, it does feel like they missed an open goal. But anyway, what, what's your point? Um, <laughs> I think you, 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 you're going at people quite abrasively here, Panda. What's your point? It's, well, it's, 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 it's been a nice quiz. No, it's been in the nicest possible way. I need to rephrase that. I, you know, but yeah, sorry. How <laughs> I feel like I said, how can we help you? But we're not in a restaurant. <laughs> we're not like agony aunts as well. Like. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like I want to hear, I'm really keen to hear people's thoughts. So that's why yeah. Go on. Okay, so, so what I'm looking to do is, is kind of hopefully change the narrative a bit away from what FI have done in, in the past week yeah. and hopefully move on to, to what FI can do in the next week, in the next yes. eight weeks until, until we get um, NASDAQ um, full integration. Yep. So I just wanted to do a quick trader panel two-minute trader panel, a round table, if you like. And I wanted to talk about FI's number one priority at the minute, which needs to be liquidity. Yep. Um, so the decisions that they've made in the recent past have had quite a negative impact on liquidity. Yep. So the goalkeeper decision, the yep. agreement to allow market makers to buy now instead of just bidding, yep. and kind of this the scarce underlying dividend increase, which hasn't encouraged traders to to make new deposits onto the platform. Absolutely, of of all kind of combined to give to to lead us to the situation we are now. But I'm quite positive that there are loads and loads of things that football index can do to boost liquidity. Yep. In, in kind of three main categories. Yep. So they can do something around dividends, they can do something around deposits, and they can broaden the scope of market makers. So my question to you, Fig, and to you, Panda, is what do you think FI can do to boost liquidity in the market? Mm, mm. Articulated perfectly, because I just want to just touch upon one thing. Maybe it's repeating it for the listeners, but Buzzing Ball hasn't heard it. You know, the, the actions you've mentioned, I think you mentioned three identi identifiable actions. Each one of them on their own weren't, you know, weren't hugely significant. It's when you combine them all mm. that we've got to this very illiquid, stale market where trust has been lost. So I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we start with dividends, Fig, do you? I'm a firm believer that that needs to be addressed quickly. Yeah, and, and if that can't be addressed, then it's liquidity, right? I mean... I I think it's liquidity, it's um, the dividend side of things as well. I mean, the, well, they either need to go back on their words and say, look, we got it wrong yep. by this yep. much percent, or they need to say, we know this isn't going to see us through to August. Yes. Yeah. Either I would, way, hmm. I, don't, I, I don't really know which way they go. Either it's a promotional thing that ties us in between now and sell orders. Yep. Or it's a hey, we, we got it wrong. We know we you know we, we've realised this this won't take us through to uh, August twenty twenty one. Following the media review, this is this is what we're going to be announcing with the media review: a dividend increase, whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's it's very it, feels hard to say, isn't it? it feels disingenuous to me that 
like this is the buzzing that they felt that that table last week was going to see us through to next July. It, it feels impossible with IPOs and with sell orders coming in. Um, so one of the things that really got to me was that they put the the old dividend table that we're all familiar with third on the list of things that you saw on the announcement. That's yeah. kind of the confidence that they had in it. Correct. Correct. There was a big emblazoned 57 on the October announcement. This one, it was in small print. We're looking to pay out an extra 30% per month. And even that was skewed. So I believe that they can either swallow their pride and um, readdress the dividend announcement last week. Perhaps that's pie in the sky thinking. That's where I would start uh, to stop the rot setting in. Secondly, I would think about media madness that runs the whole transfer window, five places, enhanced payouts. You stretch the top end, the middle end catches up, the lower end moves up again, and it gets deposits going. I think a deposit bonus on its own isn't sufficient because people sell into it and take their money out. So I think dividends are a kind of fundamental to this piece. Um, and I'll forget what the third solution What What would you do, Buzzing, Paul? Um, so, so you're both right in that, I think, a temporary dividend increase via a promotion mm. like Media Madness um, mm. for whether it just be August when we've got a bit of a lull um, mm. and certainly September when not all of the leagues are, are playing. I think that would be good. Mm. I'd like, I like the idea of a deposit bonus, but only into order books or just the, the second phase of um, yeah. matching engine. And I, think that, and I think there's some stuff that they can do around market makers as well. They'll be going out all over them all over their kind of list of contacts really to try and get as much liquidity with market makers are you, are you guys, what, what do you what do you think about the market makers paul um at the moment and their activity at the moment what do I, you think I, I genuinely think it's unfathomable that they've allowed market makers to buy now instead of just allowing them to bid i can't i, I can't believe it paul because people are playing the system they surely would have realized that People are going to list, sell at full price to potentially a market maker and then try and undercut and use the ME to buy. I can't believe the money has gone into market buyers versus tightening the spreads across the platform, number one. Um, and and, and I'm, we've talked about liquidity a lot. And I think the impression of liquidity is as is important almost as liquidity. Abs and absolutely. by tightening those spreads, putting bids on with people with zero bids is really, really important thing because that market makers need to be doing. Paul, you'll know just as well as I, there's some fantastic value bets on this platform. But because confidence has been knocked, because liquidity is low, people aren't depositing and placing those bets. I mean, I, we, what's frustrating to me is that we wouldn't be in this position if last Thursday was different. I've said it so many times. Look at, look at when Instant Sale was turned off, Paul, eh, at the start of coronavirus and money flew in. Look at before the announcement how money was flying in. You know, liquidity has ground to a halt. I guess it was coming, but it was thanks to last Thursday. Mm. So, so you do a media madness, Paul, would you? Just to sort of wrap up, yeah. Media madness in the short. I'll tell you another thing, Paul. Why didn't they say this is our, <laughs> this is our base low? Oh, this is a really good call. Why didn't they say, right, Paul, this is our baseline dividend table. Um, it's going to be flexed and variable through the next year, and we're going to review the state of play after the winter. So, so Paul, just to give you some more context, I think <laughs> when me and uh, Panda were doing our intro, uh, which we both ranted for, for various bits, I said to Panda, I said, um, oh, I said to Panda, I said, uh, during the last three or four months, me and Panda on this on this uh, podcast, and I don't know if you've listened throughout, uh, Paul, but we've been talking about how. Uh, companies need to be given as much financial flexibility as possible. And we've been talking about that with specificity to football clubs mostly. But 
in this case, I don't see why FI wouldn't give themselves as much flexibility as possible by increasing dividends now. And then in January 2021 after or in February, whenever, when the winter's over and we know where we are with the second spike of COVID. And then say, look, we do want to tie us in every single year and make it into the T's and C's and only change dividends once a year. But because these events and the situation that we're in is unprecedented, we have to also do some unprecedented things. I think it would have been enough to have a little footnote saying that football index are constantly re- reviewing their dividend promotions like well, that, that was again another 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 quite vague and and weird thing that uh adam put in the letter with the actual dividend review we will be what was it we will review uh, our dividend table every year with in like was it in line with market growth or alongside market something and, like that and a- market. A- and market which didn't really you know didn't really understand what they were trying to say there are they trying to say there that it's going to be every year or that it might not be every year they 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 basically didn't put they pulled their punch and they've got hit back in the nose you know they were complacent i think and tried to slip it past the community but the community's too switched on (laughs) but but the key here is there's lots of things that they can do to get Uh, themselves out of this situation and and like you both i'm very very positive about what will happen in the next 12 months on the platform buzzing paul like i sit here today ironically far more confident and in love with the platform than i ever have been and um you know that's the thing like i'm excited about nasdaq ipos etc 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 but that doesn't mean i can't be incredibly frustrated with the comms over the last maybe two to three weeks now but there are lots of ways out of it and i think it starts with a form of promo to be honest but let's mm. well paul thank you so much for calling thank in. you uh, um, we're going to get just, to our last caller. Go on, just Paul. before I go, um, I'd like to extend a, a formal invitation to both of you to join us at FI Roundtable on, on one of our upcoming episodes. Listeners, mm. please follow us on FI at FI Roundtable. Bloody oh, cut, yeah, that out, follow, cut that out, Fig. Cut out or cut that out. Um, <laughs> Panda will let you know what my diary looks like in the next two or three weeks, therefore. But thanks both for your time. Good work, thanks, for thanks for everything you do for the platform, guys. Yes, thank, you. thank you, Paul. Bye now. Uh, here we go, last one. Admitting now, unmuting now. Hello? Hello? Hello, who have we got on the line? Hey, it's Craig. Sorry, Craig, that was really quick. Doing, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, really good, thanks. <laughs> how are you? It's one of those, like, oh my God, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I was thinking there was going to be a huge queue, but it must have just been uh, luck of the draw. You're, you're last. There was a big queue. Uh, we've just, this oh, is okay. our sixth I'll, I'll call. I'll try to ruin the rest of it. No, no, go on, absolutely. Tell us a bit about yourself and why you're calling in. Um, I'm Craig. I'm from Surrey. Um, I'm furloughed at the moment, so I've got a lot Sorry of time to. That, to uh, oh, I, yeah. I kind of, I feel bad for not complaining, but I kind of enjoy it. Okay. So I, I shouldn't. But it's not too bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I've just kind of got a lot of time to kind of uh, scroll through Twitter at the moment and look up football index, which isn't the best thing to do at the moment. But, um, but yeah, pretty much. Right, and uh, what, what are you calling in for today? I, I won't use Panda's very abrupt "What's your point?" Uh, statement. That's what he's been saying to every single. Sorry, I've been getting overexcited because this is quite oh, exciting for me. And I want right. to hear people's opinions, so it, it's not from a rude perspective. But anyway, what's your point? Um, <laughs> um, I was just—I kind of wanted to ask a question that's kind of unrelated to the current situation. So I hope sure. it's not bloody uh, hell, Craig. This definitely. Well, yeah, I was thinking. Um, but I just uh, think about kind of future methods to make money on the index. Like you two guys are probably a lot more profitable than I am. But um, I was just thinking, 
there's guys on Twitter like FBI Trader who have a real kind of obviously maybe a stock market background mm. and have a kind of a graph analysis way of looking at things and his PEG mm. and things. Um, but I was wondering if like, because my method is just to, just to go completely football stats-wise. So mm. I try to avoid even looking at um, PV maxes and things, which probably sounds a bit counterproductive. But then I'm hoping that the players that I look at maybe long-term, even though they're not scoring well now, their kind of expected goals, et cetera, might in the future lead mm. to good PB scores. But I was wondering where you guys think the money will be made in the future, if it's more likely to be the football side of it, or is it going to be once it's uh, a bit more of a challenge to make money, if it will be more down the stock market kind of analysis way? It's mm, a good question. I mean, that, um, that might have been a very confusing mm. question for you guys. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's, an, it's, it's, it's an excellent, qu- excellent, it's an excellent question, question. Um, I'm, I'm not a technical trader, so I don't look at candlesticks. I don't look at graphs, um, but I have huge success on Betfair and on Football Index. And I believe that no matter what the platform, there's, there's many ways to skin a cat. And I think the key to being a successful trader or gambler is to identify your areas of strength, identify your edge based off of those strengths and kind of play to it. I think when you try and straddle strategies, um, I don't think that works particularly well. I always use the analogy of like a cricket batsman, like you've got your scoring shots. Um, you leave the ball if it's in certain areas or you play a scoring shot if, it, if it's in a, like an attacking area. So that's the advantage we have as traders and bettors. We can determine when we make a bet or when we execute a trade. So, and, and, and what you've described to me I'm a firm believer in, you know, I think watching football is, is critical. I think using football stats is, is the way to go. That's what I use. I think it's very easy to log on to index game and to look at scores over to sorry, index game or football index edge two great stats providers. I think it's very easy to go and look at scores over 200 scores over two, two, five and pull up a list. I don't think that's the way to go anymore. I think that edge has been eroded. So I think projecting, future career arcs and players that are about to break through that maybe been unlucky missing chances i think it makes the world of sense to me yeah no oh, I, I i'm i'm really of the opinion that even when dividends don't ever increase and i think i said this to headhunter in the last pod that i think i mentioned it on the pod prior to, to that as well but um yeah you know when uh, when you have a situation where and I think actually this was really well um, put in the webinar that Joel did. He he looked at the age, uh, what, the ages of players and how they scored PB wise, and detect, depending on how they scored PB wise throughout that season, looked at how much they'd increased. And funnily enough, twenty two is the make or break age, Panda. At twenty two, if a player does well for PB, they get a lot of love from mm. FI traders, and if mm. they don't, they seem to fall quite a bit which is really, mm. really interesting, or they don't increase that much compared to the market. So, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Joel can, can put up some screenshots of just that graph yeah. um, after this, but it's really, really interesting. And I do think there is that notion that if you can pick up players, that, because no one can project someone's career... Oh, bloody hell. Sorry, that that's... Uh, that's uh... Dinner's got 10 minutes. No. <laughs> I thought that was my phone. I was Craig, going nuts. I thought, uh, I thought I turned off. I was like the one Craig, thing, Craig, just what, what are you eating, Craig? What have you got for dinner? Uh, Barbecue pork ribs and um, corn on the cob. My, my girlfriend's doing it, so it will see. But it's very healthy. So minimal carbs. So I take it you're in quite good shape. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Okay. Okay. That's irrelevant. Sorry. Carry <laughs> on. Trying to, um, trying I mean, to go where back the fuck was I? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, you're talking, about, you're talking about Joel. You're talking about Joel putting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, no one can predict a career arc or someone's. You've got me saying that, haven't you? Now, career arc. No one can actually um, predict that, right? So when you get to that point. Um, even if there are market makers that are, that are like, you know, providing, let's say, 30 or 40% of the liquidity to the market and they, are, they have the edge, right, over the average trader, if you can pick out players that you think are going to be really good in a year, two years, three years, no one else, like, it's very hard to predict a player's career. And if you're better at doing that than another trader or whoever's providing liquidity or, or, or then you are going to make a lot of money on FI. And I think that is the key, predicting Predict it. Oh, bloody hell, we've got two more callers waiting. Fucking hell, where have they come from? Um, let's move quick. <laughs> if we do. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's my opinion. I really do think that, uh, that you, you can still make a lot of money even mm. when the, the market cap maxes out by predicting yep. players that are the next big thing, if that makes sense. Craig, you're on the right lines. Keep up the good work and you'll keep making money. Stay in touch. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you for the time, guys. No worries, man. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Have a good evening, guys. Cheers. You too, mate. Have a Enjoy great the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right, who have we got next? Oh, gosh. Hello? Hello? Oh, it's good to the I don't know how are we doing. Oh, <laughs> flipping. It's all I needed at five to eight. About to... <laughs> how are you, Kaiser? How's the talk going? Are we having a good day? I mean, uh, mine, mine on the app says, mine, mine on the app says I'm flying. Um, my, my app says, let me tell you what my app says, Dekaiser. It says that I'm up a lot and I'm not up a lot. <laughs> it I'm, says, I'm plus 2.33%. I'm, I'm apparently plus 11.38% in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I'm 5% apparently. <laughs> Ridiculous, I mean, it? it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, that's what I was said earlier in the show. I mean, if you if you iron out all the kinks and you've got good technology, good comms, it's all really smooth, Nasdaq's in place, then you can throw us these curveballs. But do you know that the issue is, um, Kaiser, that when when you make a mistake, which I believe they did last week, or you lose the trust, blah, 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 it opens you up, doesn't it, I think, to, for people to find little kind of uh, weaknesses in the armor and you know people can look at well hang on why i'm losing money why is it showing us plus 2.33 percent it's amazing what profit does it covers up your mistakes doesn't it like they they get a lot more slack um you know if it if things are tight in that sense but anyway absolutely yeah. i think i mean i don't think it's been right at any point <laughs> you know, no i don't think it has. it has never, never. it has never it was right for i think like a week uh, and then it's never been right again. Which is, uh, so which listen, is lads, I've got a couple. I've got questions yeah, for you. To come on. Mate. So first one, nice and easy one. Your worst purchases over the last couple of months. What would they be? Uh, in real life or on FI? Oh, oh in <laughs> FI, not none. I'm not interested in you less than uh, what is it, five pound purchase or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that bullshit question. He comes up. With uh, yeah. Who was? My, who's been my worst purchase? Probably Karim Bellarabi. <laughs> really yeah for, for yeah. me for, for me it's a no-brainer it's martin Erdegaard. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't know he was gonna turn into peg leg as soon as i bought him um with tendonitis <laughs> patella tendonitis and come back out of film and uh and worse than that sauce dad are potentially gonna miss europe aren't they so they want to be a game shit don't they well you need what about to yours, be Kai, what about your, what's yours kaiser worst purchase on fi 
I think uh, Odegaard's got to be up there. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you my worst <laughs> purchase this week cool. or last couple of weeks is probably Neymar. Oh. I thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to go up. I thought Player of the Month. He's a gimme. He he always gets a rise, and I think he's down about eighty pence um, over the last week. Something ridiculous. <laughs> <Thumbs> down. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. I shouldn't laugh at all because it's actually uh, money at stake. I don't know how you could have saw it coming, to be honest. Because Neymar. I don't think you. No, I don't think you could see that. I mean, it, it, the announcement fitted him, didn't it? It's just all of the moved. And the beauty is, the beauty is, Kaiser, that you had the Champions League carrot as well, didn't you? So you had the gold yeah. days and the latter stages, the knockout ties. Um, oh, how- it was thought through. It was thought through. It was like, yeah, the, and the announcement was a nice announcement. Um, I mean, look, it wasn't the most obvious one. Uh, I mean, it, was, mm. it, well, it probably was actually, but like, on, I didn't buy him on the day I bought him in the, in the league. Or, mm. uh, and he's not a player. I don't really like buying players with 26, 27 generally, but he was the one I thought, he's definitely going to get a rise. And now since comes in, He's bowed up by the Champions League. PSG has a good run as well. I can't remember if the Champions League draw was done before the announcement or not. It was, all, but, it was know, after it. It was after. But he's got, it's worked out he's got a good run. Um, you know, they, they'll probably go close to winning it. Unless mm. Atletico will probably knock them out. Um, so all, all things are in his favour. He's just dropped. And it's just a sign of the market, isn't it? When you've had the person that been a trailblazer for the market. It's such, a, and it's, such, it's such a good point by you because... Outcome bias, it shouldn't, I don't think retrospectively you can look back and hurt, like hammer yourself and say, why did I make that trade? It was a complete curveball from FI. In a fairly illiquid market, they've created an even thinner market and created this new asset class. And I'm not going to repeat everything I've said on the podcast because the listeners will be really bored now, but send it to a few other callers. You, yeah, it's a state, it's, it's a good, really good point by you. It is a, it's a sad indictment of the market when Neymar's dropping ATP off on the mountain. Mm. And especially, Absolutely. and the other thing, Kaiser, is you've got media being rebuilt from the ground up and 81% of us have voted for foreign media. Who does that help in Europe? It helps Neymar. So, oh, absolutely, 100%. It was a no-brainer, wasn't it? I mean, there's easy, there's easy ways to make cap appreciation than Neymar because he's already, you know, he's quite highly priced anyway as a premium player. But, you know, you could never have foreseen force that he was going to go down. I was expecting at least a 10% rise. Mm, but mm. there we are. There we are. Right, Any other points? The second question. Yeah, yeah, go absolutely. Um, so, I, I've been on the pod before and mentioned I worked at a bank. Um, and in, in the bank, I face off to bankers and comms professionals on a daily basis. Um, They're always great right crack, now, aren't they? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so right now we're doing a piece of work COVID-19 our response. So we've got a, a fund that, that we've pushed out and donated to charities and there's a comms strategy behind that. And that mm. takes hours and hours of work. It has to map up to our comms strategy. We storyboard it out. We work out who all our stakeholders are. Mm. You know, we really, we really go to town on those announcements because anything that goes out is open to the public, is open to criticism. You know, there's, there's lots of people that, that pull together on that comms announcement. So my, bear that in mind. My question is, when FI come out with these announcements, do you think any type of thought like that goes into it? Or do you think you just sit in the pub, have a couple of pints after the game of pills and just wing the announcement? What do you think? How do you think they strategize comms announcement? Uh, I don't think it's anywhere near as airtight as a, <laughs> as a bank would do. Uh, I, I also, to, to give them some credit, I don't think it is uh, in the pub. But uh, I mean, I, I don't know if, if I have an internal comms person. I don't know if they have a comms agency. Um, but but I, I guess I think kind of on the last pod, we said that their comms have improved on, the, on average for the last four years. But they're, not, they're still not fit for purpose, are they? 
it's time to slick it up now. As I say, there's one thing going from zero to 100 million, as I've referenced in the podcast before. Now we're at the next level and we're moving up in the game and NASDAQ are coming on board. For you to put out an announcement where they discuss Opta, this is what, this, I don't know if Kaiser remembers this, but in the announcement last week, in some of the text, they spoke about Opta. What happens if a position of a footballer changes? That was in relation to team of the month. And the answer from FI was that Opta don't change positions in the season. But that's just simply not true. We've seen they do move them in season. It's happened over the last few months. And I think they had to take that piece out. So when I think about comms and sitting down and planning it, I've got issues with just the basics, like, you know, typos, making sure that information, as you say, is airtight, um, structuring it, testing it on a trader panel. How's this going to go down? Reviewing it. I, I don't think it needs to be anywhere near a bank level or where I used to work, like a big four, a like professional services firm. You know, it, it, you don't need that level of expertise and for it to be that airtight. But we're a long way off where it should be. So I, I don't know the structure of how they do it. I don't think it's over the, the pool table, but um, equally, <laughs> equally, yeah, it's got, it's got a long way to go. I was thinking about it earlier, um, and it's obviously bothered me to, to raise on the pod. Um, I'm sure it's bothered lots of people. But, you know, it's not actually that expensive to do comms announcements. Um, you don't need to hire loads of people. You probably need a couple of people, but you can outsource it. So we outsource it as a bank. You know, we mm-hmm. use specialist comms agencies that we pay, even though we're a bank and we've got like, you know, thousands and thousands of people working for us, we still outsource things and they could do that. They could pay, I don't know, a, jet, a contractor rate, you know, a couple of days, even when you're getting a top end contract and it's above a thousand pounds. You could, you could, for the cost of say, I don't know what it would be because we're talking, you know, lots of these announcements can be put together in, in, in a couple of hours. Um, so say you give a contractor, a, you know, 10 hours work, tops that would cost 10 grand, absolute tops. And that's, that's, a pittance for them. You know, that's how easy it would be to do. Especially for these strategic announcements. You, you really, I think, um, we have to outsource that. Get, get some specialist guys. Do they, do they need to it. outsource it, Kaiser? Because, you know, they do a lot of comms. Why not hire someone? Well, I'm just thinking about the cheapest way. They absolutely mm. should hire somebody, you know, and pay them a salary of, say, I don't know, 50 grand, 40, 50 grand, whatever, whatever the going rate is for comms professionals. Um, you know, get someone in that actually knows the stuff. But if you don't want to do that, at least get a contractor in, you know, that mm. you've got, that you can turn a tap on and off for. Mm. I think it's not, I'm nodding along to everything you're saying. The, the only thing I'd add to that is that there needs to also be, I think, some form of cohesion and all the pieces talking to each other. So, you know, the social media guy tweets out that, watch out, get ready for your phones later. You know, so we're all holding our phones, nothing arrives, and then Adam Cole tweets at 9 p.m. So There's the who, afternoon who, tweets as well. Yeah, you know, uh, social media guys that run that channel have got to talk to your customer exec team that talks to the trader and it's the community. They've got to feed back to Mike and the team there because, you know, he's putting out red briefcases and, you know, gosh, leaving him open to like such negative comments on Twitter and people are using it today. That's got to go back up to the board. There needs to be, I think, a tighter knit between the community and FI. Well, um, and then they... Go on. Go on. No, go on. So, go on, Kaiser. He shouldn't be writing on Twitter. You know, it's, it's a, like, if, you, if I think of our senior MDs or our board level leaders at our bank, they don't write stuff on LinkedIn or Twitter. They have someone that does it for them, you know, and they, they have the account details for, for, for whoever that senior leader is and write from their account. It, you know, it might be under their name, but they're not actually doing it. So you have 
a couple of people from FI that should be thinking about the types of questions, the preemptive questions that are going to come up. Uh, we've got a team there and he put that stuff out. I mean, I'd get rid of the Q&A stuff because um, I don't think they're equipped for it. But even the, even the announcements that they're doing, uh, the proactive announcements that, you know, they're just announcing it and then leaving it. I don't think I've had them anywhere near it. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be concentrating on, um, you know, more important things strategically. And then let someone else do it for them. It's, it's skilled in that space. The, the only other, the only the other side of the coin, though, um, Kaiser, is that you know it was quite comforting to have him through COVID and try and steer the ship, lead the community, and perhaps there was a little bit of naivety there, thinking that you know let's stay in touch with the community, let's do a Q and A. But really, that was the start of quite a negative period. So I think now's the time where if there is a Q and A or something like that, then questions are sent in advance. And as, as you say, it's time to screen the questions, produce the answers, and then obviously a comms expert can kind of manage that message and phrase it in the right way. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think some very valid points, actually. I think you're the second person that's raised kind of um, comms and especially Adam's comm on Twitter as, a, as an issue. We had, uh, was it young Joel Dylan? Uh, I, I, I've, I've never really talked to him before, but he, uh, Guy Dylan, and basically, basically said it just confused him after Adam uh, went on, did the Q&A, said I had more questions than answers, which is not the intention of a Q&A. And we, and we can't be looking now at tweets saying, you know, I've tweaked the dividend structure, really looking forward to sharing it with you. People are saying, what does tweak mean? Oh, yeah. three rockets. Is it 30%? Mm. I don't think it's the time or place. Leave no doors a, ajar, you know? Yeah, don't let critics come through and burst open through those little jars and kind of have ammunition. Um, so, 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 I mean, I want to I put it back on you, Kaz, before you let you go. What, what do you want to see Football Next do in the forthcoming, let's say, eight weeks until sell orders come in? Lots of things is the short answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where do we start? I think I'd go with, I'll just make a couple of points. I mean, dividends have, have to be raised. Um, absolutely. Whichever, however way they do that, whether they admit failure or you know they they rope it in with the start of the new season, um, they, they they've got the fifth birthday coming up. Whichever gimmick they they use, uh, if they don't want to admit, admit they got it wrong, they need something out there. So they need to be raised. Um, yeah, they need to be substantial. You know, we, we need to be at least doubling where we're at now, um, at least at the very least. Um, so that needs to happen. Um, they need to restore confidence ultimately. Uh, how would I do that? I, th- I think a good piece of comms to come out, be, you know, really authentic piece of comms. Look, we got this wrong. Reach out to re- make customers feel special. Um, mm. Have the trader panels, get good voices involved. Um, look like they, uh, you know, they're listening to, 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 to traders. And I think that would restore a lot of confidence. Obviously, they should be doing that with the bigger investors, but also the platform isn't just about bigger investors. Admittedly, they're a big part of it, but they need to reassure small investors as well. Of course, um, of course, of course I do, Kai. Just to jump in there. Absolutely. I said earlier, you've got your guy that deposits 50, 100 quid, enjoys it, gets a feel for it, makes 10% in a couple of months and thinks, you know what, I'm going to deposit more. You know, that happens time after time after time. It's like the lifeblood of the product. And, you know, not everyone is going to come on and deposit 100K in one go. Um, and the other point, I just wanted to... Uh, oh, where was it going with that? Oh, no, carry, carry on, Kaiser. Sorry, I forgot where I was going. I think uh, the stuff I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be coming out... Uh, I mean, this might be an easy way to answer the question. I, I'm not sure deposit bonuses are the answer. I mean, everyone loves a deposit bonus, but people use that as an opportunity to sell. Um, I don't think bringing sell orders in 
straight away without um, addressing other things is a wise decision because you know people could just use that as an opportunity to leave the platform. Um, so I'll be thinking about before bringing those uh, media as well. I mean, that's the thing I've missed there. Media needs to be sorted out. Um, you know, give people some some um, excitement for the future. Um, yeah, I mean, it, lots of it's not common sense. It, it, you know, lots of it isn't difficult. It's all common sense, no. isn't it, really? It is. And, and, let me, and let me just jump in, I, I remember what I was saying there, trader panels. So for those, I've said this before on the podcast, but I happened to be at a trader panel last October, and we had, a, we had such a great blend, young and old, um, small ports, big ports. We sat around and we spoke about the onboarding experience and how difficult it is for new traders. And uh, I think they listened, they recorded it. Um, we spoke about how the academy could be improved. And it, it felt like a really valuable session. So it's a shame that they've dropped off. And I do hope to see them kind of reinvigorated again over the next few months. Because a lot of people, you know, have the best interest of this product at heart. I mean, I can only talk for myself, but, you know, a few extra quid's nice. But I'm more interested in this being around for 10 or 15 years yeah, and becoming absolutely. what it can be. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not bothered about the tips this week because... That's not important. Um, no, you know, no. It's, it's not the money, is it? It's not the money. No. It's the strategic direction of the company. And for the first time, um, since I've been on Plus on two years now, started World Cup 2018, and just, just over two years, um, and for the first time, I think I've doubted the long-term direction of wow. the organization. Wow. And that, that, that's the first time in two years I've been, you know, selling it to friends, anyone that will listen. You know, it's a fantastic concept. You can really see the business model. We've got it nailed. And I think it's the first time I've been it this week mm, mm, mm. wow so yeah. way to leave the any, <laughs> leave the podcast anyway shall i let you get someone more intelligent on no <laughs> i'm gonna go and watch well i think i'm gonna go and watch on. united palace so i'm off actually now <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks so much for joining us kaiser cheers come on mason greenwood <laughs> <laughs> cheers mate cheers fellas Bye. cheers Bye. uh how did you find that panda loved it Loved, loved it. it. <laughs> I love this. I love this community. I love this game. Um, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, honestly, a heartfelt oh thanks to everyone God. that's dialed in there. <laughs> you, uh, I tell you what, I think you need to work on your uh, your your decorum when it comes to welcoming the callers on. Though I think so. I think so. It comes Maybe. from a good place. I'll think about it next week. I'll listen to the feedback that people give us on the comments. Yeah, I, I really apologise. At the start, we had loads of people in the waiting room, and I just genuinely, uh, I went chronologically up, and then. I don't know when people started leaving. I didn't know where they were coming from, but uh, yeah, it was quite, quite nerve wracking actually. Every time I clicked I like join, it was like, is it going to be someone crazy? What are they going to say? <laughs> I honestly expected at least 50% of calls to be abusive or hoax. So, um, no, I, I expected just... half of them to be RC to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. But he, uh, no, he left us alone this week. So uh, he did. What a pleasure. You enjoy it, Fig? Yeah, I really liked it. Really liked it. Let's try really good, more. isn't it? Really good. Really fun. Let's we'll have to try and um, yeah, we'll do more in the future in somewhere. Maybe yeah, every couple of months or something like that. I prefer I prefer this to a hot mic. Yeah. Oh well, we need to get back on that. Actually, I think oh, it's the one. I think it's the future of broadcasting, I think, mate. I have to apologise by the way because I've got your WhatsApps, but I didn't read them oh, until today, so I'm going to no. reply now. So he, I'm not the only. You're not the only person he doesn't, you know, reply to on DMs, guys. Don't worry, he doesn't respond Correct. to the mogul either. Oh, we've got someone else joined the call. <laughs> should we? Should we, we have to? Can it, okay, make it. Make, just say to them, we've got three minutes. Mate, we've got, got three minutes. Point quick. All right, let's. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Whoever it is, we've oh, got two, two oh, minutes. Yeah. You've got two minutes. 
It's two W boys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, on a TW, you've got two, three minutes before Banda shoots off. Banda, Panda, well, how are you doing? Up, how are you doing, TW? Welcome. And what would you like to say? I don't really want to talk about the index, to be honest, boys. It's a bit depressing, <laughs> isn't it? So, how's, how's life, really? I've just been playing golf. Oh, you've been playing golf, have you? Yeah. How'd you, get, how'd you get around? How'd you get around? What score? No, I'd rather not, I'd rather not talk about it. No, no. So, what, so what's <laughs> so tell, tell us, let, let, let's link on that. What's the tactics then to kind of get away from the index? Is it golf? How have you been distracting yourself this week? If you don't want to talk about the index too much, what's coming? I've, been... I've not been distracting myself. That's why I don't want to talk about it. It's been, it's been oh. the first time. It's been, in these last three hours, it's been the first time in about 60 announcement last week that I don't want to talk about that either. That we've um, that I was I've stepped away from the index for a bit, because mm. um, mm. as negative as the timeline is, and it is very negative at the minute, it's um, also you can't keep away from it, can you? Because mm. you're hoping there's a, there's a turn somewhere, but the turn isn't coming at the minute. So mm. well, give me point. give me give me your sixty seconds on how you felt about the announcement and how you felt since. Um, if it wasn't built up the way it was. I don't think I'd be half as disappointed as I was, to be honest with you. But my disappointment gets taken over by people overreacting to the announcement, and it it kind of blows the vision for me a bit because I think the timeline has been so. I mean, look at every they've had to take comments off today on um, the don't gamble mm. gamble mm. responsibly. They've had to take comments off. It's ridiculous, mm. Mm. and I get frustrations. Yeah, people they talk about constructive criticism on um, certain other podcasts we won't mention, but what I see is. That's not constructive. What's going on at the minute? It's just no, no. It's, 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 it's anybody. It's a it's a really good point. Um, I think I think sadly there are a dozen, maybe more, probably more accounts that have probably a, by the same person. Yeah, and um, there are more. Uh, yeah, well, I guess so. But there are people out <laughs> there that enjoy the downturn and failings yeah. of FI, and they can oh, yeah. use any opportunity. People that have left. Yeah, the yeah, people that have sold up, that want to get in cheaper, uh, people that are just bitter, that can't leave it alone, they've got nothing else to do. And sadly, they're now lapping this up. And that's what frustrates me because I love this platform more than most. And, you know, it's not actually about the money. It's about the enjoyment that it gives me. And so for me to be critical of it, it, it hurts. But, you know, and I, and I, and I don't necessarily, you know, I'm almost put in the same camp as what I would call vocal trolls. But, you know, then again, they didn't help themselves FI in that sense. But, you know, so I think inevitably FI, a, a huge, you know, a large company now, they, they have to understand the community they've got on their hands. You know, people that are used to winning a lot of money aren't cut out for necessarily, not everyone, sorry, but there's a minority that aren't cut out for dips um, that react off the handle to, to kind of announcements. Um, I wish I could change social media, but it's not just FI, TW, is it? I mean, look at... Look at keyboard warriors that criticise celebrities, that, you know, all sorts out there. So sadly, I think it's just part and parcel of it. And social media made FI and was a big part of that. And, and sadly, I think you're always going to get a few uh, negative Nellies at the same mm. time. So the, the advice I'd give, honestly, just mute these accounts. I don't know why as a community. We don't oh, I enjoy. I nonsense. enjoy it. I enjoy it as well. Oh, that's fine. That's it. fine. Then you, <laughs> <laughs> you carry on enjoying it then. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the back and forth. But like you, yesterday, you're, you put two tweets up, constructive. They were for some of the things I'm seeing, like this, it's a dead platform and all this. It's just ridiculous. Of course it's, it these is. Are from, these are from traders who I imagine have got quite a bit of money in. So why are you slagging the platform off so much? 
because any new any new pair of eyeballs that have been on in the last week, they ain't coming back after what they've seen. Spot no on, TW. As I said, I said a little while ago, to think, you know, we've got this big aggressive marketing campaign. It's going to be nipped in the bud because new traders that deposit a bit of money are going to check out social media. They're going to look at the state of the market and they're not coming back, as you say, because, you know, we're using the hashtag wrong. We're using it for nonsense. Um, even a couple of figure eyes, uh, I guess you call them acquaintances, use it for nonsense, you know, and um, it's not a good look. It looks cheap and um, I think we need to do a better job, but inevitably, you know, you, you, you can't control it. But yeah, actually, excellent points and thank you for calling in. Excellent. I've got a dash now to go and watch United Palace. <laughs> Thank you so You're much for... Uh, drinking some milk. Oh. Uh, I've got... Do you know what? I ordered a Pizza Express and uh, I've got <laughs> half the pizza here in front of me. I've got some dough. Just got out of business, aren't they? What, Pizza Express? Nah, they've been running out of forever. There's a lot of shops. Yeah. Have they, they really? But then so have, so have a lot of coffee shops, though, as well. What, what have you Stop. got from Pizza Express out of interest? I'll open it here. I've got uh, six dough balls left and... Uh, I've got half, um, I think it's an Americana. American okay. hot? All right, all right. I don't know what that's fair, called, yeah. So. I've got it cold, though, so I'm going to have a go right and have it with the game. Right, I need to go edit this podcast. But uh, TW, thank you so much for coming on. Take mate. care, TW. It. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Really mate. Cheers. Uh, well, Panda, I'll let you go, mate. Where can people find out more about you? At sporting underscore panda. And uh, when we speak next week, I think things are going to be a little bit more positive. Oh, hmm. ominous. Ominously mm. good, I guess. Thank you very yeah. much, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much who called in. Everyone who called in and couldn't get through, sorry, uh, comes with the territory, as Panda says. You know, a lot of people tried to get on. I lie. There was only about 10 or 11 that tried Don't to get on. Don't say that and ruin the street. No, there were, there were. I think there were like 10, 15, 20. I, I, honestly, because on Zoom, I couldn't see how many people were when it got past five. Oh, but okay. Honestly, there could have been loads. Um, and obviously, next time, we'll try and make it mm. so we get to, through more. We'll do like a timer. You've got two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, do, yeah. That. Let's do that. Let's cool. do that. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have thank a you, great my friend. Day. Have a great evening. Remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Uh, stop when the fun stops. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening.